0: This is another episode of Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. I'm focused, man.
1: A podcast about damn near any and every topic with no filter and zero regard for the easily offended. (laughs) Please welcome the man behind the madness. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Your host and audio flavor maestro, Marquise Edwards. I say eat now
0: going on everybody out there in flavoring your podcast land thanks for tuning in to another episode and joining us today is a very special guest named justin atherton Uh, he has a background in law enforcement and he's also an entrepreneur now that we're going to be talking about some very special things that i feel uh, in my mind are close to me and should be of importance to everyone else in my audience as well so with that being said we won't take too long here, but I'm going to read off some small details about him so you guys can uh, know a little bit about him, and I'll also let him explain himself as well. So, Justin Atherton, in dealing with countless high-stress and volatile situations, Justin learned that integrity in every aspect is the most important factor in whether a man succeeds or fails. With over 14 years of law enforcement experience in SWAT, investigations, officer training, and leadership roles, Justin developed and shared tactics and techniques that help forge the next generation of leaders. After departing the SWAT team, he launched Confidence Unchained, a company that teaches these same leadership principles to men from any walk of life. From business owners, CEOs, entrepreneurs, Justin has helped men across a broad range of industries build their own peak performance and regain their edge. Now, detailing the mindset and principles that enable detectives and SWAT teams to accomplish the most difficult missions, Confidence Unchained. Shows how to apply them to any man, family or organization. The three pillars of the program focus on specific areas such as mental toughness, emotional fortitude and health and awareness, explaining what they are, why they are important and how to implement them in any environment. Powerful coaching and direct application, confidence unchained revolutionizes personal consulting and challenges men everywhere to fulfill their ultimate purpose and key, keep their edge. Welcome, Justin
1: thank you Marquise. i'm I'm glad to be on the show man.
0: I appreciate you too so uh as you all know uh, we record remotely here so it's always some issues so we but we finally got here today and I'm very excited to have him uh here on the show today uh some of the things that caught my eye that I was just explaining to him uh about uh, what he does uh, a lot of people as he what he's saying a lot of people uh are focused on his law enforcement background which I will we will touch on that a little bit, but the the three pillars of what he says movement is about now, I thought were very important, and I'll reiterate those again, which are mental toughness, emotional fortitude, and health awareness that really stood out to me uh, as, as far as uh, being important is something I feel our audience needs to uh, you know listen to. Um, so Justin, I will be asking you some questions about, you know, yourself and your business, but sure. those are the things that I would really like you to harp on, um, as far as your business and your journey, because I feel you have a unique story. And, um, I'll be happy to spread the word to my audience and anyone else who would, you know, like to tune in and listen. So
1: yeah, I'm, I'm ready, Marcus. Whatever questions you have, man, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready to share <laughs> with your audience, brother.
0: Appreciate you. So as we dive into our conversation. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself personally before we start right to the questions? We'll just, uh, just a little bit about yourself personally, uh, what you like to do for fun, uh, you know, anything like that. Sure.
1: Personally, um, most of the time I, uh, I'm on my free time. I'm hanging out with my daughter. You know, she's, she's about nine years old. Um, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna spend the weekend together as well. I'm taking her to like a monster truck rally. So she's, she's my world when I'm not, you know, working or working on the business. Um, as far as what I like to do in my off time, man, I, I, I spend a lot of time at the gym. I like going rock climbing. Um, oh yeah. A, a lot of my time is spent working on the business, man. So if I, if, if I'm not working on myself, I'm, I'm helping other people or just learning new things, reading new books. So, um, not a lot of free time, but, uh, I like it.
0: And with that being said, those out there who may be of a younger age group, um, dedication takes a lot. And as you see, he balances his family priorities with also building his brand, but you have to put the work in if you want your brand to be uh, successful and to stand out amongst others. So let that be a lesson to those out there who are listening. Uh, I didn't, we're not scripted at all, but thus are, these are keys to success that you have to listen to folks who have a drive and be able to dissect what they say and be able to mimic those things to help, maybe it would help you. So that being said, um, I have a question for you. How did you get, uh, funded or what creative strategies did you use to execute on um, minimal cash flow? When, like when you were starting up your business, what was some of the things like if you had, you know, what did you start with? Did you start with like a million dollars or oh, how did this? Well, I, <laughs>
1: i I wish that was the case i would have uh you know flooded the market with with ads and everything up front no um (laughs) i i was still working you know as a police officer when i started my business and Mm -hmm. so for me it was it started off as a side hustle and because i'm so passionate about training i was like man i was like I can use these tools like as self-development tools. A a lot of the things that I, that I teach men out there were things that I used in law enforcement in investigations. And I, and I Mm -hmm. realized how impactful they were on my own Mm self-development. And so being in the training aspect within law enforcement, obviously I'm pushing that out to them and, and I'm still involved in teaching leadership classes and interview classes to law enforcement Okay. But I, I saw an opportunity to go, I can share these tools with everyone. Like there is no one out there that I, that wouldn't benefit from understanding these concepts and these techniques. Mm -hmm. It's like, so let me like flip these tools on their head, turn them into self-development tools rather than investigation tools. And, and, and that's where, that's where the idea came from. And for me, the training aspect has always been there, that passion. So it's something that I've always wanted to do, which I Mm -hmm. think is important when you when you are stepping out to create a business. Is it something that you're passionate about? Is Mm -hmm. it something that eventually is not going to feel like work? Because when I have these conversations, whether it's here on on your podcast or if I'm talking to my clients one-on-one, it doesn't feel like work to me we're having these awesome conversations. We're learning from each other and I'm able to share these, these tips and tricks with you. And if I can just reach one person out there and help them change their lives, outstanding, man, that's, that's worth it to me, man.
0: That I, so uh, the last line you said, um, I always say on every episode, uh, whether I have a thousand listeners or one listener, if I can reach out to one person, I feel fulfilled, you know, cause this is just like you, um, I'm active duty military, I'm, I'm 100% active duty military, so this is just a passion of mine i like to do, uh, during the turbulent times of the United States, uh, it was sure. kind of difficult for me not being there, so I wanted my voice to be heard and do something, you know, different, because everybody complains, right? Sure. Everybody likes to complain, but nobody tries anything, even if it's small, so what uh, you said that reached out to one person, that's, that really hits home and it really resonates with me, uh, and... I truly believe in doing something you're passionate about because you will put your best effort in. And it's not like like you said, it's not like a job. So. Yeah. um, So you said what made you start the company was that you took the tools or whatnot from the investigations and things that you did uh, during during your, your law enforcement tenure. Um, So what are some of the key attributes that you feel that you took from the law enforcement side to implement to your business? Hmm.
1: Attributes. Well, um, well different than that's, there's a distinction there between the the tools, like the actual techniques and the attributes. I'd say the characteristics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That what I gained from that was just, um, the the ability to be direct. Mm -hmm. I I think that is the number one thing that Mm -hmm. translates over into my business. Um, and I, I tell this to, to people that, that reach out to me for coaching. It's like, I don't, I don't tiptoe around the issues. I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you. You know, Mm -hmm. my coaching is very direct. If if I see something that you're messing up on, if it, Marcus, if you tell me you have a goal and I see that you're getting in your own way, I'm going to call you out and be like, look, man, this is what you're doing. And you said that this was your goal. So you, you are not behaving in a manner to achieve your goal. So do we need to change the goal or do we need to change your behavior? And and some people don't enjoy that. Some people can't handle that. When, when I first started out, I had a lot of uh, female clients. And mm-hmm. I noticed that um, women did not appreciate that as much as men did. And mm-hmm. so now I've focused more on having uh, men clients. Um, okay. I still do have women reach out to me, but they tend to be more on the masculine side. They tend to be, uh, able to take it, you know, direct. Uh, I, I know <clears> there's <throat> a, a friend of mine. She keeps telling me she's going to work with me, but she's from N- New York, New Jersey. So she's okay. like, I can handle it. She's like, I can handle you, uh, you giving me t- direct. So
0: big city, big city girls. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> but, so,
1: and, so I don't have an issue, you know, sending clients away to other coaches. Um, because it's not a good fit. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think that comes into the second part is, is the integrity that I believe is, is really important in anything that we do. And, you know, a lack of integrity is contagious. So if I'm lacking integrity, if I'm taking on a client that I shouldn't because we're not a good fit just for the money aspect, that's Mm. an integrity issue right there. And I agree. And, and that can bleed over into different aspects of your life.
0: That is spot on, I would say. First off, um, I feel that directness is something that does make people a little bit uncomfortable nowadays. Yeah. However, <laughs> uh, me being from a military, uh, background, uh, you, as you may or may not know, uh, we don't get a lot sugarcoated with us either. Um, it's a little bit different with today's society because they've adapted to, I guess, society and being more sensitive. So we don't do everything exactly like was done back in the day, sure. but we still are very direct with communication. And me, myself, I can appreciate direct communication because I feel like it shows a level of respect and care when you can tell someone the truth, even if it's not going to comfort them. You yeah. know, like that's that's my biggest thing. And a lot of people don't, uh, I, I can, I, I know, I can attest, a lot of people don't like that method. Uh, I prefer that um, because I feel like it shows courage, first off, to tell someone something that they don't, may not necessarily agree with but if it's for the betterment of them i uh you know i i think that's great so
1: well there is a difference too right like you can't Mm -hmm. you just have no tact when when you when you point something out to someone it's it's being direct going right towards a problem pointing it out Mm -hmm. saying hey do we want to solve this or do we not want to because this is what i'm seeing Um, right because there there are you can be a, a little I don't. I don't want to say too direct, but you could be a little rude if if you don't word it right. So okay. there's there's some tact that comes in there, but uh, some okay. people okay. require a little bit more. You know, powdered sugar on their okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> on donut. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, but like you said, you are viewing a problem and you're trying to address and solve the problem. Mm. That's the goal. That's the goal. Then, how you have to tailor it to solve the problem for that person. Exactly. You know, I feel that's okay. So, what is the number one thing that people always you know come ask for help uh, from your business or from you? From
1: you know, it's it's a funny thing. There's not uh, there's not one overlying thing that I see men come to me with as as saying what they want to solve, but there's a number one underlying issue that I see. So Hmm, what's that? Regardless of what men come whether it's working on their business, working on being that alpha male or wanting to have more confidence, there's a wide range of reasons that, that men reach out. But the number one thing that I've seen that they all lack in is their emotional intelligence. Mm. And so this is mm. one of the main tools that I teach to all of my clients because it's so impactful. And it's one of those things that that men out there either don't want to admit that they have an issue with or they don't they don't see it themselves. So we we work very hard like that's one of the things up front um that I that I put in place with my clients is is working on their emotional intelligence and their emotional vocabulary.
0: So when you say emotional intelligence, right, are we talking about just in general with family, with uh, relationships with women or, you know, what, what, what is, can you go a little bit deep into Man. the emotional touch part? Because I'm, I'm aware that there is a narrative that men are not uh, as emotional as their female counterparts. <laughs> sure. So uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to see, and this is a great conversation, by the way. I'm just trying to see what are some of the things specifically that um, men in general, like they don't, that, 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 that it's not resonating with them when they come sure. to you that you said, hey, this is what you need to work on.
1: Yeah, and it's a tough subject to bring up because you whether you're a man or a woman, we're we're all told that emotions are bad. Because mm-hmm. m- men are told you're not allowed to have emotions, like keep them in check. Mm-hmm. Emotions are bad. Women emotions are told emotions get, get, get you killed. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. You know, in mm-hmm. certain situations if you think about them incorrectly, but mm-hmm. e- in wi- women are told you have too many emotions. So mm-hmm. on on both sides of the spectrum we're we're being told that emotions are bad. And so I loved your, your, the first part of your question there when you said, you know, what aspect do the emotions flow into? Is it just family life? Is it relations? Um, these emotional intelligence skills, they factor into every aspect of your life. If, if you're, you know, working on these soft skills, working on your self awareness, your self management, understanding other people's emotions, managing other people's emotions, those are the different levels of emotional intelligence. You're going to be a better father, spouse. A leader. You're going to be able to, you're going to be more productive in your business, in anything that you do. So that's why this is the number one thing that I, that I teach my clients because it impacts every aspect of your life. The one of the, um, and I can go into more detail about, about the tool itself, but Mm -hmm. one of my favorite stories to share about a client is He's a business owner. He came to me because he wanted to, um, he felt like he was being kind of uh, a pushover to his, his, um, his employees. And mm-hmm. he wanted to get back to being that, that alpha male. And so we started working with the emotional intelligence. Well, after about two or three weeks of working together, he told me this story. He said he was, he was cooking breakfast for his family, his wife and daughters. And while he's cooking breakfast, he hits his head on the 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 vent for the for the oven. Mm-hmm. He said he hit it freaking hard. And he said normally he would, like, throw a fit. Like, he'd throw the pan across the room. He'd be yelling and screaming. He'd <laughs> punch the wall. Yeah. And so when he hit his head, he looked over at his family, and they were all sitting there waiting for the storm to hit. Because they're like, oh, dad's about to lose his shit, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're – they're just waiting for it. He said he walked away from, from the stove for a second. He pretended to punch the wall and then walked <laughs> back and, and went back to cooking. And he said his wife walked over and was like, hang on a minute. She's like, "What? what is this? She's like, this isn't what how you normally act. She's like, what's going on? And he's like, I'm done pretending. He's like, all that stuff I was doing before – all those emotions that I was putting out and just be, just acting like a fool. He's like, I'm done with that. He's like, I've learned that like that's not how I don't have to be that way, you know. Mm. And and I, I I can be in control of my reactions. And so he said it was like a like a, a great moment for him. His wife hugged him. His daughters came over and and hugged him. Uh, my, my favorite part of the whole thing is after that, he said his wife would keep bugging him like, Hey, hey, when are you getting on the phone with Justin again? You, you need to have another conversation with him. We need to keep this up. I like this new version of you (laughs) that I'm seeing. So, but we, he didn't come to me to work on his home life. He didn't mention that he was having those outbursts at, at home. Right. But, but after working on his emotional intelligence just for two or three weeks, he saw a huge impact in his family life. And how is that going to impact his kids? How is that going to impact his marriage? Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite story to share from a client.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome, actually, because he, you said he started <clears throat> with uh, being an alpha at work. And, you know, you said so it's an overall concept that he used at home as well. So that's pretty awesome because uh, from my personal experience, this is a great conversation because I am someone who, starting out i was not very aware of my emotional uh, side like all men are so i did not understand the importance of self control emotions and things like that so this is an interesting story to hear that you know it's natural and it's normal for those out there listening you know if you're a male to have these feelings and things like that but it is something you should give attention to uh, to make a better you that's all that's all you can ask for is you know being being a, a better you at the end of the day so that's an awesome story and uh, kind of hits home a little bit. Kind of hits home a little bit. So uh, my next question for you, um, what kind of culture do you feel exists in your organization and how did you establish that culture?
1: Culture in my organization.
0: As far as like a mentality, you know, so I know you, I know like, so when you bring up your brand or what sure. you provide with people, what, what is the, the one thing that, hey, you know, this is what we represent. Well, so can- I,
1: I operate off of three different values. Right. And it's integrity, authenticity, mm-hmm. and honesty. Okay. And I know we touched on integrity a little bit, but my idea with integrity is that a lack of integrity is contagious. And if there's one thing in your life that's out of line or that you um, don't follow through with, then that will bleed over into different aspects of your life. If you, if you tell yourself, I'm going to try to go to the gym today and then you don't, and then you don't end up going for who knows a week or a month. Mm-hmm. It's like, then, then what's going to happen in the business? Are you, are you going to miss a meeting? Is it okay to miss that meeting? Did you make a promise to your spouse that didn't go through? So when you say you're mm-hmm. going to do something, you better do it. And, yes, and anyone that knows me knows that if I tell you I'm going to do something, it's going to happen. And so I believe that integrity is paramount. And Mm -hmm. and stuff does happen, right? Right. Like if we like you and I today figured out how to get this podcast working. Like we we figured it out. But if I would have quit and been like Marcus, I'm I'm just not gonna do it. (laughs) It is frustrating. (laughs) Right, but 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 think about that. Like are are Mm -hmm. are we gonna work together again? Are you gonna reach out again? What what are you gonna think about me? If I didn't follow through with my word and say, Hey, look, I'm going to be here. We're going to get this done. I know I made a promise to do this. Right. Um, so it, it, it erodes your, your level, your brand, right? If people Mm -hmm. see you as not having integrity, you know, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, they pick up on that. Mm -hmm. And then the authenticity piece, it, it just be yourself. I talk about this a lot with, Mm -hmm. um, With this idea of toxic masculinity that's out there. Um, I've had several different conversations and this comes up and it's, it's an interesting idea. I, I, to sum that part up, I don't really believe in this whole idea of toxic masculinity. You're either being a jerk or you're not. And so, um, because is there such thing as toxic femininity? I I don't know. So it's, Mm -hmm. it, it comes into being yourself. And I think that, 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 that the idea of toxic masculinity is is causing problems for men out there, because they're they they don't know how to act. They're like, "Am I allowed to act like a man? Am I do I need to act like this?" Mm-hmm. Act however you want to act, as long as you're not harming someone else and you're not going out of your way to to be a jerk.
0: Right.
1: So it's like there are men that are more masculine. Than others. If you're a man that has more feminine energy, that's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: that's who you are auth- authentically, just be you. But don't mm-hmm. try to, you know, mimic someone else's behavior. Don't try to mm-hmm. mimic someone else's being like, oh, I want to, I want to be like Marcus. I'm going to do everything Marcus does. And I'm going to like, you know, say the things he says, and I'm going to act like him, even though it may not feel right. hmm Mm-hmm. You know, I I, mm-hmm. I don't tell my clients to act like me because that's not going to fit them. Mm-hmm. So the authenticity is big, and then and then being honest. You know, if if you're if you're telling somebody something, just be truthful. And the other side of that, and I go into this with my clients a lot, is be truthful to yourself mm-hmm. because we have a lot of conversations with each other and ourselves where we're lying to ourselves. And it's in a lot of it's in the words that we use. If you, if you tell me you're going to try to go to the gym today, Marcus, I'm mm-hmm. going to call you out on that and be like, are you going to try? Are you going to do it or not? Because trying implies failure. And by you using that word is a way to lie to yourself. You're giving yourself a way out. You're giving yourself permission Excuse. to fail. Mm-hmm. That's,
0: that's key. Um, so where does, in your uh, opinion, where does accountability uh, lie in importance with uh, a lot of the things that you try to implement into people to help them to, you know, um, use those and that integrity, authenticity? And does, sure. do you think accountability is, is pretty high on the, because I, so why, why ask that question, right? Um, I'm thinking about adults right at this point, right? And I feel that, a lot of people, as far as changing and doing better for themselves, uh, they don't hold themselves accountable. They like they point the finger at everybody and everything else as being the reason, you know, why they didn't do this. Like, we all have those stories, right? I mean, like, everybody has a reason why things couldn't have went their way, correct? So yeah. I feel, since I've gotten older, I feel that accountability is something that people don't really, you know, Harp on what did I do wrong or what can I do better instead of looking at everybody else. So I just want to know your personal uh, opinion on where accountability is as far as importance, where it lies with with the mindset that you're trying to uh,
1: create. Yeah, I, I believe accountability is important, but there's also a distinguishment between accountability and responsibility. Mm hmm. Because accountability is, is holding yourself to a certain standard and, and kind of encompasses the, the integrity, authenticity and honesty piece. Because if you put yourself out there and you want to accomplish something, you're the only one that's going to hold yourself accountable. You know, (laughs) I've, I've had some clients that, you know, expect me to keep them accountable and I'm like, Look, my job is to help you be accountable to yourself because when we no longer work together, mm-hmm. I don't want you to lean on me and then when I'm gone, it falls apart. Right. So, it's about building that self-accountability. Mm-hmm. A part that you touched on there was the responsibility that people have. Like I this is a hard concept for people to really grasp, but we are responsible for every negative interaction that we have,
0: mm, what do you mean by that?
1: So you have a conversation with someone, and it goes badly. Okay, you are you are responsible for how that goes. If you feed into you know can, hmm. the the crap that people are putting out there, then you you allowed that to happen. If someone insults you and you and you react in the way that they expected, like someone's pushing your buttons, Marcus,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and you allow it to happen, you're responsible for that.
0: Right, right.
1: But people, like you said, will point the finger at the other person. Well, they said this. They made me mad.
0: No, <laughs>
1: no. You allowed them to <laughs> make, to you, make mad. you mad. To make you, you mad. You gave them that power over you. Because I'll tell you right now, Marcus, there is no one in this world. That can make me mad. That's a great my, mindset to have. My, my ex-wife, you know, she's, she tries really hard. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she triggers a lot of emotions in me. Mm-hmm. But even then, she doesn't make me lose my cool. Because I don't give anyone that power over me.
0: That is that is a very key life point that uh, I feel a lot of people need to listen to. And it's easier said than done, of course, I know.
1: Oh, it's it's not an easy thing. <laughs> it's the, easier said the, than done, but. the first time i heard it i was mad i was like <laughs> i was like no because i was thinking i was i was taking on you know something that it, that happened to me in my life and and i was struggling with this concept that i was responsible for that happening mm-hmm. and i was like no i don't want that i don't want that responsibility and then i started laughing like when when mm-hmm. that when the light bulb came on, Marcus. Like I I'm, I remember I'm driving in my truck, and now I'm just la- I'm laughing because <laughs> I was mad at myself for allowing. For do- well, yeah, allowing that power, but also like mm-hmm. not realizing what what was actually happening because there was. It, it, it's kind of a an interesting concept to think about because every interaction we have adds up to these different things. Like I, it made me think back to like, so it was a, it was an event where I, I was forced to resign from a job. And, um, I, I took that very hard. It was a very tough thing for me. And this happened several years ago okay. and I didn't want to own it, but I, but when I actually looked at everything from a bird's eye view, I was like, well, hang on all of these little interactions I had along the way from the moment I stepped in the door at that job all these little interactions added up to the final outcome. And I was responsible for how each of those small interactions went that led me to arrive at this final outcome of me being forced to resign. So having that awareness and looking back at everything and going, okay, I am responsible for how all of that went. Mm Mm-hmm. So it, it was an interesting concept to, uh, grab a hold of, but it's almost freeing in a way because I, like, I get the I have power over these conversations. I'm not subject to it because how many, how many times have you talked to someone? And they're like, Oh man, I got to go. I got to go see my friend. And I, I don't really, you know, I, I don't want to have this conversation. I know how it's going to go. They're going to be upset and they're just going to want to do. Th- No, you have control over how that goes. If you allow that to happen, then it's going to happen the way that you plan it out in your head already, this preconceived notion that you have. But if Mm -hmm, you go in there with a mindset saying, I'm not going to allow certain things to happen, I'm going to create boundaries for myself. And and sometimes those boundaries take a little bit of time to create, especially with family members and friends. But but you can definitely craft any interaction that you have and, and take on that responsibility. So, <clears throat> you spoke about a few things that, I, that sparked a little bit of a question in my head.
0: Um, so, when it comes to, as far as like, I know one of your pillars is uh, mental toughness, right? Mm-hmm. What do you feel? And we're going to push the bar a little bit here. What do you feel? Uh, what do you feel mental toughness lies in, like a marriage or a relationship?
1: Hmm. Decision making. Okay. Um, and this is an interesting thing because I think it lands differently for, for men and women because okay. um, women want men to create some a structure. And, mm-hmm. and I've talked about this with feminists and this is, the idea of of masculine and feminine energy so i'm i'm almost paraphrasing this type of idea here so if i'm if if i'm wrong and someone in the audience you know has some better information please insert it but this is my (laughs) understanding from the conversations that i've had there's my disclaimer okay so women expect men to create a, a structure for the relationship and when when men don't make those decisions it, it undermines the relationship in a way.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so and the the, the issue comes when um, men try to make a decision and then the wife's, where do you want to go to dinner, right? That's always the the memes out there, <laughs> the jokes. Right. Where do you right. want to go to dinner? Oh, I don't know. You pick. And it's like, okay, let's go to Mexican. No, I don't want Mexican. Well, I don't want to. It. It's like. You know, sure. Does that happen? Yes, I've I've, I've been in that. But if you just if, if the man just stood up and said, "Hey, look, I'm taking you out to dinner," you know, get dressed. You know, this is what you're gonna wear tonight. We're dressed comfortably, dressed fancy, whatever's gonna meet the context right. And if you just <laughs> did that with your wife, your spouse, they would respect that. Mm-hmm. You created a structure. You gave them parameters to work in. And you show up at the restaurant, regardless of what the type of food is, you, you gave them that type of structure to fit mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of, when I think about mental toughness, a lot of it comes into decision-making, uh, belief in yourself, um, and having a higher level of self-awareness. Now, that can go into a relationship as well. If mm-hmm. you know you're upset... You know, there's certain times that you may not want to have a certain conversation. It's like, hey, hey, babe, I've had a really rough day. Like maybe she's trying to broach a subject that you guys need to talk about. It's like, hey, I had a really rough day. I'm still thinking about this meeting. Can you give me 10 minutes? Because I'm not going to be fully, you know, invested in our talk Mm -hmm. until I, I get this out of my head. And so, being open, being having that level of self awareness to go, I should not be having this conversation with my spouse right now because Mm -hmm. I'm still in a headspace that I haven't resolved from a meeting at nine a.m. So there's there's a lot of different factors that play into it, and and it it's a it's a funny thing too because you act you asked specifically about relationships. I don't believe that there's a hard line between business and personal life. Okay. Can
0: you because, elaborate on that
1: So how you are as a father, as a spouse you know that's how you're gonna be as a leader in your business And so th- these soft skills are interchangeable mm-hmm. you, you know I I I've been a leader in many aspects in, in my career in my life and those same skill sets I use on my daughter the, the open mm-hmm. communication and, and asking mm-hmm. and, and having these active listening. And and asking good questions to her to get her to respond and building that rapport and, and mirroring body language. There's all these different things that they transcend. I think it's a fallacy for people to go, well, I just need to improve my, my business life and then everything will be better. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, if there's something wrong in your business life, that there's probably something wrong in your personal life. So there's no, there's no real hard line.
0: key word you said there was <clears throat> active listener. Uh, a lot of people don't use that term, right? Because some people say, you hear me, but are you listening? And being an active listener, <laughs> I, I don't know if you heard that that saying before, but a lot of yeah. people say those things that, you know, sometimes it goes in one end, not the other. But an active listener is someone who's listening, but engaged, you know, at a higher level than someone who's just, you know, sitting there this <laughs> basking, whatever you, whatever you say. So um, that was a good point that you made. Also, about, uh, the the relationship life and the business life, because if you, if you are a caring father at home, you should care about your employees at work. I don't, I don't feel like a caring person should be a caring person across the board, right? Or if you're someone, you know, you always the first one up in the house, you should be the first one to work as well. You know, that should, that should resonate. That should, you know, uh, reflect their work as well. So I didn't, I didn't see things like that at first before you said that, but that is a very key point that I feel like, a lot of people do create separation between how they are at work and how they are at home. And they're trying to like tailor and work on two different people instead of being one whole person. Sure. So, um, uh, that's, that was a pretty good point right there. Um, the last pillar of your, pardon me, your business, um, uh, you said a uh, health awareness, right? Mm-hmm. So can you elaborate a little bit on health awareness? I know you said you do work out. Um, is it just working out? Um, uh, what, 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 what specifically are you, uh, alluding to
1: there. So it really comes into like the, the small details because, mm-hmm. you, you know, people ask me about working out, you know, going to the gym, what do we, what do I eat? There's, there's no one right answer for anyone. And okay. and, and by no means am I, you know, a personal trainer. Okay. Um. So it's about finding what you want to do. If you want to swim, if you want to jog, if you want to run, whatever that is, do something. It it is, it is paramount to move your body every day, no matter what you're doing. Okay. And then also hydration. Are you drinking enough water? Because 90% of people are not drinking enough water. Mm -hmm. There's, there's calculations out there about, you know, body mass versus, you know, ounces of water that you're drinking and then how much, uh, you know, strenuous activity you're doing throughout the day Mm -hmm. because how hydrated you are you know equates to your brain health and and people don't really take take that into account They're like, oh it's just water or i'm ge- i'm getting water when i eat or i'm getting water when i drink soda or drink beer it's like no 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 you're not <laughs> that's not how that works <laughs> not at all. Like, like i i drink a lot of coffee like that's my that's my jam like i drink a lot of coffee but i know that i have to drink extra water throughout the day to counteract you know, the amount of coffee that I drink. So I have to factor mm-hmm. that in. And if you drink soda, you got to drink a whole lot more water. If you drink a lot of alcohol, you got to drink a whole lot more water. So there, there's this give and take. So, um, I, I work with my clients on understanding these health hacks, you know, getting better sleep, um, not hitting the snooze alarm in the morning. I mm-hmm. that used to be something I used to do, Mark. is like on a regular like I'd hit the snooze alarm for an hour and just like just keep on hitting it. There was times I headed across the room, I'd get up out of bed, hit the snooze alarm and <laughs> and dive back in the bed. That's how bad I was with the snooze alarm, man oh man but but what i I realized and I love the the science behind this is, and we've probably all experienced it we We wake up and we have this brain fog that lasts like three to four hours. You know, because we we hit that snooze alarm. and I give props to the people out there that have never hit the snooze alarm. Like, good before <laughs> you. But there's something happening. It's called um, sleep inertia, okay. and it's where the, the chemicals in your brain for being asleep and being awake, you're confusing it. You're confusing your brain by hitting that snooze alarm because it's like, are we are we waking up? Are we going to sleep? Which one? Mm. So these chemicals in your brain get kind of jumbled up. And that's what creates that brain fog for the next three to four hours in your day. Hmm. And and think about the amount of productivity that that kills. Right. Like, I know when I'm in that state, when that happens to me, I can't think clearly. I'm like, right. I, I, I'm not thinking as quickly either. So it definitely kills your productivity. So. So the health awareness is more about all these little health hacks that you can you know implement in your life that are easy things to do. It's not about being in the gym every day for two hours a day because that's okay. that's not it's more, sustainable. It's more
0: than more than that. Yeah, right. mm, that's interesting. Um, the snooze thing—I am guilty of the snooze, so I can't. Uh, <laughs> you got to stop
1: it. You got to stop it, man. You're going to feel better. Now I
0: now have to actively work on uh, stopping. I'll hit it for about five minutes though, but I don't do it too much. You know, I'm not. (laughs) You know, something. I don't know. Something mentally feels good about. Oh, I'm getting a little extra sleep, (laughs) even though it's not even it's not even sleep. But
1: well, um, I'll I want to you bring up this concept here because it kind of plays into that a little bit. And this was something I was having a conversation with another coach about. He was talking about every choice that we make, we are either choosing combat or comfort. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, we can think about it in the snooze alarm thing. Because, well, I'll, I'll preface it with this as well. There's no such thing as, as stasis. There's no such thing as staying the same. Every decision we make throughout the day, either we're improving or we're declining. Mm. Okay. So the snooze alarm comes on your alarm in the morning. Are you choosing comfort and you're going to stay in bed for another five minutes? Or are you choosing combat and it's like, all right, I need to make the right decision. I need to get out of bed, put my feet on the floor and start my day. Mm. And then it's like, okay, I, I'm going to decide whether or not to go to the gym today. It's like, right, am I going to take the day off and be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to like, you know, watch some Netflix and choose comfort. Or am I going to be like, no, I made it promise to myself I'm going to get in the gym. I have some goals to achieve. Mm. I'm going to choose combat. Mm -hmm. You know, so every decision we make it, we're choosing combat or comfort because there is no, there is no middle line. It's like, Oh, it's okay not to work out. Well, guess what? You got a little bit weaker. You, you burned less calories for the day. So there is a decline. So, so no decision leaves you the same after that is that decision is, is, you know, carried out.
0: That is a, a very powerful outlook. I see. That's, that's why I tell people, most people, uh, and my daughter, I have a daughter as well. I try to teach her to take things one day at a time because if you looking too far ahead, um, you're putting too much pressure on yourself. But if you look at it every day by day, am I getting stronger or weaker, uh, or combat or comfort? Mm-hmm. You build, you know, you build it on, on those building blocks. So, um, I never said it the way that you did, but I, I, I feel that concept that you said, um, that was key. That's very, I mean, it's very enlightening to hear that from another person, uh, as well. But this is, you know, what you do. So I do applaud you in being able to put those <laughs> things into perspective for even people like me who I feel I'm a smart guy to, uh, to understand. Um, do you have any, uh, mentors or anyone who you, who inspire and inspire you, who you look up to to keep you, you know, doing what you're doing?
1: You know, I I try to talk to as many people out there as I can. I, I've hired coaches along the way. Um, people think it's an interesting idea for coaches and consultants to have coaches themselves, mm-hmm. but I I think that it's paramount. You know, because okay. even with these these tools and techniques that I have, there are some days that I get stuck. Right. You know, and I'm like, well, I'm like, why am I in such a bad mood, or why am I not able to push through this event? And just being able to have that conversation with someone else that has an outside perspective, and they're like, "Justin, this is what you're doing here," and I'm like, "Oh, you're right." <laughs> you know, it, obviously it's a little easier. Like I'm a little mm-hmm. more open to the idea when my coach tells me I'm doing something, and I'm like, "Oh man, okay." <laughs> I just didn't see it because we have these blind spots, you know, mm-hmm. that when the emotions get triggered you know there's a lot of brain science behind it we have Mm -hmm. these blind spots that get creative that don't that don't let us move into the cognitive part of our brain and so sometimes it does take someone with an outside perspective to be able to point certain things out that we're doing that are detrimental to our to our goals um other mentors out there man i i i soak up so much information I, i love to and when I say read books, I mean listen to them because I'm 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 an auditory learner, so I'm always you know on Audible listening to new books. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, is there one person in particular? I'm, I'm not sure, but I just I've enjoyed all the different conversations I've had. I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm creating a. A network of like badass men that like we share these ideas and every conversation I have, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I come away with something new, a new tip, a new technique or a new wording on something that is like, Oh man, I love that idea. And then, and then think about implementing that into what I do or in my life. So, mm-hmm. so I think it's more in the network.
0: Okay. Okay. Um. Just a few more questions for you. So, my my next question for you is: How do you? How does Justin define success? How do you define success based on what you're contributing, what you're doing? What What would be your definition of success?
1: Success is an interesting thing because it's mm-hmm. it's. I believe it's different for everyone. Okay. And and so success to me is is being happy, healthy, having my family. You know, um, around me um, being able to be part of their life as much as possible, but also still making an impact in other people's lives. Mm. Cause cause that's my passion. And, And it has been for years, you know, going back to the training aspect. So in whatever I'm doing and what success looks like to me is still making an impact. But to me, it's more, the success is more about being happy, and 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 having my family around me, and, and having those good relationships, success to me doesn't have anything to do with money. It's about mm. it's about who's around me.
0: Mm. That's key, very very key. A lot of people's success, like you said, is different, but for it not to be monetary. Because I feel like money comes and goes, and as long as you have your head on right, I feel like that will work itself out. So being happy. You know, cause if you're not happy and you're sad with all the millions and dollars of the world, millions and millions, millions and millions of dollars of, uh, <laughs> you know, what is that really going to do for you? You know, cause you can't buy, you can't, they say it can buy happiness. That's a, some younger kid think that those things like that, but it, it really can't. You can be sad, be a sad billionaire or a sad millionaire. Um, so this show is for adults, but it's also to those young teenagers out there, um, that may be listening. <clears throat> so, uh, at this point, I would ask you to give a message to, our younger audience, you know, as far as not only about yourself, you just had a word to, to share with them, uh, as far as the things that you talked about today, uh, that about, you know, that, that you coach and things like that. If you had a message to those guys out there, because a lot of kids email us and talk to us and talk about how tough their life is and the things that they, you know, experience, especially dealing with the pandemic and everything like that. A lot of kids aren't digging. They're going to school through Zoom. And all of the, you know, all these different things. So what would be a a little bit of advice or message to those younger adults out there that are trying to figure things out and trying to, you know, uh, stay sane and okay during these during these times? Sure.
1: I I think the the biggest thing and and this is something I pass on to my daughter is Mm -hmm. those moments that you're scared to do something, or you're anxious to do something or worried about what the outcome might be. And you're waiting for that feeling to go away before you take action. Mm -hmm. It's never going to go away. Mm. That feeling in your gut, that emotion that triggers is never going to go away. So what you have to do is, is conquer that again and again, regardless of what it is. And you have to use that, that anxiety, that fear as fuel and lean into it rather than resist it because the, the biggest thing by either adulthood or by, you know, the, the end of your life, the number one thing that people talk about are the things that they never did. Mm. And so Mm. if you change, you kind of have to, you know, flip fear on its head and, and ask yourself, what if I don't do this? How will I feel? Mm. You should be afraid not to act Mm. rather than being afraid to act because those emotions Mm, are never going to go away. When you're when you're doing something that puts you outside of your comfort zone, those Mm -hmm. emotions will come up and they come up in all of us. They come up in me still. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll I'll give a a small example. Mm -hmm. Marcus, I, I love to sing karaoke, man.
0: I love would okay. I like <laughs> You would love Korea. They love yeah. uh, Korean-Korea. <laughs> All the Koreans love it. And right. Korean-American duets. <laughs> and
1: But I, I've been doing it my whole life. I, I get up there. I'm not half bad. I've never been booed off the stage, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But whenever I get up, the, the first time I go to do it at a new place – I still have that feeling in my gut. I still have that anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it's like my body telling me, don't do this. They're, they're going to boo you. It's, it might, <laughs> your voice might crack. Like whatever that, those thoughts that are going on in my head. And I and I feel that. And I hear those thoughts. And I laugh. Because I'm like, <laughs> none of that is true. None of those thoughts are true. That That feeling of anxiety is not warranted. And so then I go up there and I and I sing and then it, you know it lessens the next time I get up there, but mm-hmm. it's always there. And and I mm-hmm. love to give that example because it's something I like to do. It's something mm-hmm. that you know I'm better than average at. <laughs> and so, but it's it's always there. And I've and I've heard people talk about, it, especially younger younger kids. They well, I, I, I'm not going to do it because I'm scared, because I'm anxious, because I'm worried. Well, mm-hmm. that's never going to go away, guys. So you no. have to own it and and realize that you have to push through it and mm-hmm. you don't want to grow up not doing those things that you wanted to do, not asking that girl out, not trying out for that team, not, mm-hmm. you know, you know, starting some new project or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Don't re don't live with regret. Just do it. Try everything that you can and then figure out what you like. Mm-hmm.
0: You hit have the young people. That was a very uh, powerful message. Uh, part two of that message to that question This show was created to, uh, for me eventually in the future to help start a nonprofit organization to help uh, underprivileged kids be able to travel around the world. Um, me, myself, I've been uh, blessed to be able to go to countless countries in my military career. So, uh, Justin, I wanted to ask you, do you have any travel recommendations anywhere? It could be local, international that you enjoyed or that you, you know, never been to that you, that you thought do you think someone else would like uh, to enjoy
1: man uh i haven't i haven't traveled out of the country so okay. much if, if i'm thinking outside the country i was just having this conversation the other day about canada okay so Banff. Mm-hmm. i believe it's spelled b-a-m-f okay I, I could be could be wrong but there's a, a year-round glacier up there that mm. I, I saw years ago, and and it came up in a conversation the other day that uh, um, a guy I work with wants to uh, travel up there and see it, mm. and mm. it's a it's a pretty epic thing to see. It kind of um, it kind of puts you in perspective of how you know small you really are in this massive, <laughs> massive world there, and, <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's mm-hmm. so peaceful and serene. It's just like man, like and it kind of puts maybe the age of the world in perspective to how long, you know, our lives are. So it's an interesting place to, to visit.
0: And there we go. We just, one we have to list. And that's somewhere some, somewhere that no one has mentioned either. Uh, we have people mentioned you know, some States and Houston and things like that, but nobody mentioned Canada, which is right up North. So it's somewhere <laughs> that you you know, that you can be, uh, in closing, Justin, uh, I want to thank you for your time. Um, I know this if we weren't recording, I would really feel like I was having a one on one conversation. you just trying to get some coaching myself, which is great because it's it's a natural conversation um yeah, and you've you've intrigued me with all of your perspectives and uh just in general on your knowledge of things because we are always works in progress, everyone's learning you know more no matter how old we get, you're still learning, and I learned something here today with you, so I really appreciate you for your time um and making this happen with, as you say, you know, I'm in, I'm in Italy. He's always in the States. So we make these things happen, but I really would like to everyone to know how much I appreciate my guest time and my listeners. I want you all to know that uh, everyone who I bring on this show sacrifices something and brings something special to our show. So that I really appreciate that. And that's why I, I always, uh, Promote supporting my guests and and closing, Justin, well, how can we reach you and find out more about you know your business and things like that? If someone wants to go out and check you out, uh, I'll definitely put you on the page and everything like that. But just anything that you'd like to have in closing remarks and that you like to say to the audience before we uh, wrap up?
1: Yeah. Number one thing I'm working on now is my uh, my virtual summit that's happening uh, in two weeks on uh, February mm-hmm. 25th. Okay. Um, and you can find that on, on the website summit.confidenceunchained.com. Um, it's a free event, man, lots of amazing speakers. Uh, that's what I've been, you know, working hard on this year, putting a lot of effort into. Um, I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, my normal website is just confidenceunchained.com. You can find more information about me on there. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, either Confidence Unchained or Justin Atherton. I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, those are the best ways to get a hold of me.
0: Well, I definitely encourage folks out there listening to please you know, reach out to him. As I said, I, feel like I know a lot, and he's even taught me something just today with this session. So that's just to let you know his tool bag is pretty loaded as far as things. And as far as the life aspect of things, you never stop learning. Like, I can't stress that enough. Life is something that there's no handbook to, and being able to deal with the obstacles and things that we meet every day is a very, very important, extremely important, uh, to make the best life that you can live. So uh, with that being said... If Justin doesn't have anything else to say,
1: I think I'm good, man. I, I, I'm I'm glad that I could come on here and you know share with your audience, and I hope that they they got some value uh, from our conversation. Like this. I definitely
0: uh, I definitely got some value. So if I got some value, I know that uh, others should also get some value. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm good. I'm good there. <laughs> so uh, thank you all for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Please leave an honest review, subscribe, and share. Listen to us on all platforms. Follow us and ask questions on Twitter at Marquise Podcast Mailbag. Follow us on IG at
1: Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. And like our Facebook page, Flavor In Your Ear Podcast.